Welcome back. This is James. And this is Reed. And we are here for another exciting installment installment of the Stereal Gaming Session, Vaughn. And uh, and here we are. It's session 18. Yes, session 18. Almost, uh, almost into the, 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 the dual decades, as it were, of, uh, of Vaughn's arc. Although, obviously, that much time has not passed in-game. No. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, uh, at the end of last session, Vaughn had gained a level. Yes. And was now level 19. So why don't you tell us what, uh, what Vaughn did with that level, Reed? Uh, okay. Uh, Vaughn reached level 19, uh, as you said. And, uh, so I put, uh, five points in, or excuse me, I put three, uh, ability points into strength. Ooh, beefing up your physical damage. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which increased that to uh, 27 or 9 dice in, in strength. Uh, and then for skills, I put 5 skill points into uh, magnetism, bringing it up to a 1.6. So, so making making your move to increase magnetism, but it has not increased just yet. Well, you know, magnetism was so key last se- uh, last session or it a couple was. sessions ago. So. Yeah, well, it was spe- specifically last session in your fight with uh, with the constructs inside the mine. Right, right. All right. Okay. Well, um, you Vaughn is now level nineteen. Yes. Uh, where we had left off, um, Vaughn had. Uh, had assisted members of the um, blue-collar mining crew in Cordnor in uh, in protecting the mine from the encroachment of some arcane constructs that, at least from everything that Valdus had said, was uh, was a combination of spectral and, and umbral craft, mm-hmm. witchcraft and wizardry. Um, the, not that Vaughn gives two shits. He just beat the shit out of him and <laughs> was on his way. Um, as I recall, at the end of that session, Vaughn and Valdus were just essentially riding off into the sunset, having freed, uh, freed Old Bill and a couple of the other miners from the depths of the mine and, uh, and brought them back out in the local guard the police were were taking over to uh, investigate the the cause and the disturbance itself uh, yep that's that's how i remember it okay we're going to skip forward a little bit in time von and valdis and kaylin and adila are all sitting around in the living room of the Von Adila Kalen home, <laughs> uh, which has no more elegant name currently, uh, <laughs> and uh, and they are discussing Valdes, uh, a cavern demon, and Kalen says, "Well, we've gotten the hook out of you. The warlocks came through." just as they promised. And that brand on your shoulder is no longer a near and present danger. 
So, I gotta ask, what are your plans for the future, Valdis? And Valdis himself, thoughtful, looking a bit introspective, as if trying to decide, one hand rubbing between Rainus's ears, where she's set herself up beneath him on the couch. Seems to think about it for a little bit of time. And then finally, with twitches of his tail that seem to symbolize nervousness, he says, I think one of my greatest joys over the past year that I've been traveling across the breadth of the Federal Republic has been in just making music with you guys. I I know that my situation, my willingness to discuss it, and everything that surrounds that has been a problem point. But if the three of you don't mind... I think I might look for a place here in in Cordenor and maybe maybe make music with you. And he seems to look directly at you, Vaughn, when saying that. Almost almost as if he's less worried about Adila's reaction, less worried about Kalen's reaction, and more concerned with how, how you might take that, how you might respond to that. Vaughn looks back at him and shrugs a little bit and well I mean we've got the empty room he points <laughs> Kaylin glances at Vaughn a little bit quizzically but Adila seems to be right on the same track and she says it would be more comfortable than the couch you have been staying on you could stay and Contribute as you are able. As I may have mentioned before, there is a very fine shower. Kaylin glances at Adela, and then back at Valdas, and seems to think about it for a moment, and he says, There is, there isn't anyone else um, looking to occupy that room. And it is a bit empty. So, if you can contribute in some way, we'd, uh, we'd like to have you. You can stay here under this roof, get your feet underneath you, and uh, you'd be easily on hand for making music. Practices with you would be a lot easier than trying to track Searsha down all the time. I told her she could have taken the room, Kalen says, <laughs> half to himself. Nadila says, there is one very important rule in this house. And draws Kalen's attention, draws Valdus's attention. Draws Vaughn's attention. He's curious as to what this rule is. He wasn't aware of any. <laughs> uh, but Adila has a very serious look in her eyes. A look, on a, a look on her face that you've seen a couple of times. You actually, uh, you kind of Consider it her one of her default expressions, considering how often you've seen it. 
But while you may have seen it fairly often, it's apparent that Kalen is a little bit surprised by the expression. It's a very, it's a very intense expression, a very heartfelt expression. She looks at Valdus and she says, "The three of us now, we are, we are like a family, and this apartment, this structure." It is more to us than just uh, a place to lay our heads. This is our home. She stresses that word, giving to it more import, more weight, than simply the idea of a, a house or an apartment or a tent. And she says, to live here, to live here you must be a part of this family. And while that may be small at first, it will grow as the days pass to be more important. We do not betray our family. We do not... Do not weaken our family. This is our home. And if you are to be a part of it, then you must accept the responsibility of it in addition to what it gives you. And Aldous, he looks sincerely touched by those words. You personally have experience with how easy it is for Valdus to show understanding in the moment and yet still go a different path. His initial introduction and his sincerity then were very poignant, very heartfelt, and yet he still held things back, important things, big things. But he nods, seeming to understand the, the, the gravity that Adela applies to her words. And, he's, and he glances specifically at you once again, seeming to consider whether or not Kalen is the spokesman for this conversation, the originator of this discussion, seeming to consider you the, the deal breaker, the decision maker, or considering you the one that he owes the most, perhaps, of that group, of this group. And he says, I understand. Well, I've, I've done some things that I regret. I, uh, I, I'd like to think that I've learned my lessons and won't make those mistakes again. If you're willing to accept me into your home, into your struggles a minute with the word band, then I won't let you down. Vaughn sort of shrugs at that... <laughs> Well, I don't know if it all needed to be said like that, but all right. <laughs> Good. Good enough. <laughs> Adila glances at Vaughn a little repressively, like, yes, of course it needed to be said like that. <laughs> Kalen just shrugs and he says, well, I've seen what you have. Um, after after we get a couple of gigs under our belt, maybe we'll go, uh, go 
shop for some some furniture for you. We've only got the basic necessities in the room, in addition to you know, anything else that you have in in the house that you can get to. Um, very very basic rules, and he starts going over the 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 foundation of the rules in the house. Don't don't go through a closed door until you knock. Um, don't eat uh, every every last bit of food in the fridge. Pretty sure every one of these rules have probably been broken at least once. Yeah, <laughs> they they are rules. They are meant to be said. As far as Vaughn concerned, they're they're meant to be broken. They're challenges. Challenge accepted. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, he lays down some of the foundations. So some of the things that uh, that you and Adila and Kaylin discussed when you first got the apartment, you know, the, the the condo, the second floor home, and uh, and Valdis takes up residence in the fourth room. Uh, Vonal shoo him off toward the room to to let him get settled. Okay, and, and he and he and Rainus both go, almost as if he wants to introduce the. The beat-up old panther to the room just as much as he wants to see it himself. You know, uh, we got a couple of things to think about. Adela looks at you as if, having expected you to answer sooner, she is unsurprised. But Caitlin, on the other hand, looks at you and raises his eyebrows. Okay, what? Well, first off, bringing the kid in here. You have to keep in mind that uh, Bran might be gone, but uh, they know where he's at, even if they don't know exactly. Kalen takes a deep breath, seeming, seeming to, to think about that for a moment, but Adila seems unconcerned. I mean, I don't care either way. I mean, it's not like we haven't dealt with any other trouble that's fallen in our lap, right? But uh, something to keep in mind, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I hadn't thought about it, but you're right. The, the the magical searching is gone, but they'll have an idea he's in Cordnor, if nothing else. They're going to know where their people disappeared. Yeah. Something to think about. Thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you always said I need to think about stuff like this, right? I'm always thinking about stuff like this. I don't just... Usually give a shit. Well, thank you for doing it this time. I would have woken you in the middle of the night, probably having thought of it. Caitlin says, <laughs> <laughs> "Yeah, I don't want to deal with that." So, uh, you know, other thing I was thinking about though too. We got all this uh, mob, mafia, bratva bullshit. Still going on around here, too. We do have that. Kaylin agrees. They have, obviously haven't forgotten about us, especially after we uh, did one of theirs a good turn. Adila looks at you seriously. She says, What are you thinking? You think we should get out away from it? Or do you think we should deal with it in some fashion? Well... I'm just starting to think that, uh, you know, we, uh, we got here. He's looking specifically at Kalen. Kalen nods. I saw this place and it was, I've never seen, never seen nothing like it. 
So many people. I couldn't figure out how all you lived on top of each other like this. Like actually living on top of each other and the other way too. But uh, everything that's been going on lately, you have to admit, starting to wonder if Cordnor isn't starting to get a little small. You think we should think outside the city? It's, I mean, it's the capital of Emerald, Kaelin says. If we wanted to go bigger, we'd have to go all the way to Damascus. If, if we were comfortable moving sort of a, a, across the plane, as it were, of of size and, and import, we could move to one of the other major cities. Ah, I'm not just talking about the talking about another city. I'm talking about the whole wide world. Kalen panics a little. You can see it in his eyes, <laughs> his expression. But Adila er, moves immediately to to soothe that panic, almost instinctively. When she says. There are many places outside the Federal Republic where I think we may be welcome, may be able to spend time, enjoy ourselves, further our... She gets a small little smile. Craft. But there are other places as well inside the Federal Republic, where we may find things a little less hot. Von, Von chuckles at that. Here I thought, uh, here I thought you son elves liked it hot. She smiles, and there's a, almost a, a mischief in that smile. Huh. Smile that you could not have imagined on her face a ten day ago when she says To those without eyes the heat of Ezza and the heat of Cain can be very similar. <laughs> Von ch chuckles again. I mean we can, you know I mean to start with yeah, we can move on to Damascus or one of the other, one of these other cities. But, you know, I'm a Rorschach. We're used to, we're used to moving around. Don't like being in one place for too long. I'm not used to that, Kalen supplies. Andila says, I've not had the same roof very often. I think this may be the longest that I have spent in a single place. I understand. The benefit of travel. Mine gives her a grin and a nod. Looks back at Kalen. I don't know. I don't know, man. You're the guy I met uh, trading with uh, Ogru in the Plains of Blood. That's a long way from home. Yeah, it is. But it's 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 a two way trip. You go there, you go home. You go there, you go home. It's not. <sighs> Not like we'd never be coming back here. Just, it'd be just a longer, uh, longer way around. 
Let me think on it, he says. That's a, that's a lot to take in. Bringing in a wanted fugitive of the Cavern Demon Empire seems a lot simpler. <laughs> I'm just thinking if we keep causing, causing and getting as much trouble as we always do, it'd be a lot easier if we can just uh, leave it when we have to. Yeah. I you know, I understand that. I understand having a, a contingency plan, a, a backup. I'm just... Honestly, Vaughn, I'm, I'm the sort of person that puts down roots. This is this is my home. I, I know the people here. I, I can walk down the street to the marketplace and wave at three to four people that I know. And Cordonor is not a small place, but... But it's home. And I'm not used to moving. Because... Smiles a little sheepishly. When I move, the whole tribe doesn't move with me. Von shrugs at that. People in this place are my tribe now. He nods slowly, seeming to seeming to weigh those words. And Adela says, "Perhaps a night. Perhaps a night to think on it, and then we can discuss plans in case things get." Yeah. Hey. Not like something we gotta do tomorrow. Oh, good. Kalen says. <laughs> Almost involuntary, it seems. He he seems to realize what he said, and he sort of laughs it off a little nervously. Vaughn gives him a slow, sly grin. Besides, the longer we put it off, all the more trouble we can get ourselves into. Oh, Vaughn, he says, groaning. And then Adila glances at you and then back at Kalen and seems to seems to find a, a, a playful joy in joining in the banter. And she says, I hear that there are smithies in other cities. <laughs> Vaughn starts laughing, just <laughs> guffawing at that. Kalen turns a little red. He says, I'll see the two of you tomorrow. <laughs> and then gets up and heads for his room. <laughs> Adila looks a little chagrined as if being, feel, feeling like she was in the spirit of it at the time, but... Second guessing now <laughs> with the strength of his reaction. Vaughn continues to laugh. <laughs> Finally, after some time, and Vaughn Von has managed <laughs> to, uh, to to get his humor under control. Adila, Adila looks at him. And she says... It is a risk to bring the boy in. Vaughn shrugs. So? She nods, almost as if she expected that sort of response. She says, I'm sure you have set it aside as unworthy of concern. But... 
it is still concerning to Kaelin and I. And not necessarily of the trouble he might bring to our doorstep. At least in my case, I am more concerned of the trouble he might be than the trouble he might bring. Lon looks at her for a, for a moment and nods. That's fine. We just met him. I suppose you and Kaylin must have had a, a similar discussion after you met me. Bond thinks back. Mm, not the same. Because I am an elf, she questions. Bond shrugs. I might have been it, I guess. No. Didn't really think about it too much at the time and I mean Kaylin had his had his concerns, but it didn't have so much to do with who or what you were, but more just dealing with uh we didn't know anything about you. You seemed alright to me though. She smiles a little. She says It is interesting to me to consider. But in many ways, I have tried to live up to that simple expectation of me. It is, I have not had a family, and I am quite disinclined to lose this one. It makes me happy when it seems that you and Kaylin want me to be around. And while it might seem simple to you, because that is how you view things, it is difficult. Difficult to be the woman you think I am. Man squints at her a moment. Before this, he was just listening calmly. He wasn't any more, no, no more different in, in expression than how he normally is when he's when he's listening to somebody speak. But that, but that actually makes him narrow his eyes a bit. You don't have to be anything you think I want you to be. You just be you. We'll work it out from there. She she smiles. She even. Makes us a, a small breath as if to to underscore just how simplistic and yet difficult that idea is. She says, that is the difficult part, Vaughn. You expect me to be Adila and any other, any other person in any other person. I could see myself through their eyes and understand what they expected of me. And it would be simple. If they expected a, a triangle, I would be a triangle. If they expected a square, I would be a square. And if I did not like them, and they wanted to me, be, me to be a circle, then I would be trapezoidal. But you are different. You do not expect of me to be a son of woman despite the fact that you have given me an instrument. You do not even expect of me that I am a, a bass player. You expect me to be a dealer, and to you that is simple. But to me it is hard. 
it's difficult. And I try. And sometimes that means that I will be unhappy. Or I will be nervous. Or I will be scared. And that will be difficult for you. And I am sorry. But I cannot be both easy and the woman you expect me to be. Von shrugs. Well, if that's who you are, wouldn't want you any other way. She shakes her head. Almost ruefully, almost as if, yeah, I kind of expected that. (laughs) But she smiles. Anyway, she says, okay, I will... I will keep trying, and it will be hard, but it will be worth it. And maybe one day I will not have to try so hard. Fun, fun nods. And gives her a gives her a small grin. No, look. If what you feel like you got to do right now is worry about it, then worry about it. You'll figure it out. Until then. I won't worry about it for the both of us. <laughs> she smiles. She she can't help it but smile at that. She nods. Good night, Vaughn. We will, we will speak more on the morrow. Good night. But she gets up and heads out. Mental. Head off to bed himself. All right. Time passes. In the in the Vaughn home. And after five, six nights of occasional practice, some meeting with old Bill, now taking up residence in one of the healing wards in the city, rather than in his normal place in the mines. And they're actually starting to feel like this is a band proper. This is one that can that can work well together. And it's probably gonna take you years to get to well oiled machine category. But if this if this group performed, it would be a lot better than that first performance. True to his word, Kalen did sleep on it. And true to his word, he was willing to to plan out some exit strategies for Cordonor. But he still seems reluctant to pull the trigger and leave the city. And his primary argument is, well, hasn't got that bad yet. <laughs> But he is planning, and there is an exit strategy in case it does get bad. But half a week's gone by, and Sirsha, lounging indolently on one of the chairs in the living room of the Vaughn house, glances at you and says, So, boy, when are we going to perform again? Vaughn. Oh, actually, looks almost a little startled at, at that. What do you mean? When are we going to find one more of those 
dirty little common rooms you stuck us in. I don't know. Was I supposed to be doing that? She glances <laughs> over at where Kalen's tuning his demon steel guitar. He says, the boy doesn't get it yet. Kalen makes a, a bit of a mew. He says, well, he's better when he's on stage. He's, he's all driven then, ready to be the spokesperson, ready to be the front man. Not doing it right now, though. Saoirse shrugs. Ah, I blame it on you, brother. You should be kicking him in the tail. Kalen looks affronted. You'd blame it on me if the sun didn't rise tomorrow. Saoirse shrugs. Well, if it's your fault. She glances back at you. So, when are we going to perform again? <laughs> oh, when are you going to show up to practice? Ah, oh, I practice plenty. Just because I'm not practicing around you doesn't mean that I'm not practicing. I practice all the time. I swing left, I swing right. Drink a beer. All right, oh, fine. Mod stands up and then sort of looks around the room aimlessly as if a barkeep's just going to appear in front of him <laughs> to speak to you. <laughs> Shirsha watches you for the, for this long moment while you're you're staring around the room aimlessly and then kicks herself out of the chair with a sigh. Says, All right, come along. Let's go looking. I mean, do I just need to, like, talk to people like we did the last time, or? This is a bit more deliberate. Let's go looking for a nice venue. You and me. A nice one. He looks at himself. <laughs> he looks at her. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't worry about it. Money speaks over clothing. Von Shrug's apparently satisfied with that. She says, We'll be back. Be ready. Don't think it'll be tonight, but it'll be soon. Come along, Vaughn. She heads to the door. Vaughn follows after, giving Kalen a, a bit of a glance on the way out. Kalen looks at you like, better you than me, sir. <laughs> better you than me. <laughs> <laughs> And goes back to fiddling with his guitar. <laughs> but you head out of the house and start wandering through the city. Sirsa seems to have a very specific type of venue in mind. As she's traveling from place to place, here and there. And despite her reassurances, it does seem that most of the people... She brings the two of you to talk to. Look the two of you up and down and then decide it's probably not a wise idea. <laughs> Are you going to interject at any point? Not for the first couple, at least. Okay. Vaughn's not really sure what Searsha has in mind because Searsha doesn't ever talk about what she has on her mind. <laughs> <laughs> So he's kind of willing to go with the flow at, at, at the beginning. After about the third or fourth rejection, he might be he, he he might comment along the lines of, "I mean, if you just want to talk to bartenders, I could I could do that." 
as if uh, not quite sure which what she's trying to what she's trying to go for here, or who she's expecting to actually say yes. <laughs> she glances at you and makes a frustrated sound. All right, you can talk to the next one, but I'm getting a bit frustrated. I even lo wore a low-cut shirt. Should be going just fine. It's not. I think it's you. I'm not even wearing a shirt. I think, yeah. I, got, I, think I got one up on you. <laughs> she glances at you. <laughs> yeah, but we haven't been talking to any women, have we? <laughs> Find me a woman. Aye. She continues along, leads you to another, a finer... Quite a fine establishment, it seems. An, an inn with a nice big common room. And she looks around. And she's like, well, there's a man at the keep. She gestures towards the towards the bar where there is a man indeed polishing glasses and setting up. She's like, might be a woman on the books. Lime shrugs. Maybe he likes dudes. You're incorrigible, aren't you? <laughs> she just shakes her head. He grins at her. All right, go for it. This is you. This is all you. One. Rolls his shoulders a couple of times. Walks up to the bar. Okay. The, the barkeep. He's a mountain elf man. Very red hair. Probably cherry red. Maybe even a little bit redder than that. Uh, full beard and mustache. Uh, long ears that the Eldar are, are, are known for. Sets a pristine mug down on the bar. Looks at you under expressive eyebrows. Very bushy, expressive eyebrows. Says, what can I get for you? Nice place you got here, Vaughn says as he's looking around. Aye, it's fine. Hardest thing you got. Sits back for a second and he says, and glances you up and down. And he says, you sure look like you're made of stern stuff, but I don't think you can handle the hardest stuff we've got. You sure? Only buying one. At least to start with. We'll see how it is. He nods with an appreciative glance, heads over, pulls a, uh, uh, opens a, a cupboard underneath the shelves where, where bottles of alcohol are being displayed, pulls out an ugly squat bottle with a black liquid inside, heads over to the counter, pushes the stein aside and, and brings out a small squat glass similarly pristine pours the black liquid into it that's a thicker thicker liquid than you're used to out of alcohol and he says rumor has it the Ma'aleth tribe of abyssal demons makes this liquor out of a combination of their own blood and the blood of dragons. I don't know what truth they've got to it, but it'll put hair on your tongue, that's for certain. One looks at the glass for a moment. 
thinks back to what he knows about dragons. Wrong color unless they're hunting blacks. <laughs> the uh, the mountain elf's eyebrows raise. Know a little something about dragons, do you? Vaughn shrugs, takes the glass, downs it. Roll your constitution. <laughs> 47. You handle it. You're glad it's just the one. <laughs> but you handle it. It is harsh. It is burning. It is strong. Satisfyingly strong. As it rolls through your system like molten lava. He seems impressed. There's no no wince, no hesitation to your features as you set the bottle down or the, the glass down. You don't stumble a little bit. You don't fall off the chair, the bar stool. This is you check that well. Offers the bottle. Another? Von. <laughs> Maybe something else. He nods, takes the bottle back, sequesters it underneath the uh, the edge of the shelf behind its cabinet door. Closes the cabinet. It says, all right, you want something else? Von nods. How much is a bottle? Of something decent to go for in the city at a nice place. If I were to make a guess at it, he's been here long enough. He's got a pretty good handle on, right. on the trade, especially when it comes to alcohol. <laughs> if nothing else, he's got a pretty good idea on that. Probably about uh, two silvers for something nice. All right, he'll pull out two silvers, slide it onto the onto the bar. Bottle for me, my friend. Here, gestures back at. Searsha. The man nods. All right, then. Heads back to the bar. Pulls pulls one bottle off the shelf. Looks like the, the seal on it hasn't been broken yet. Brings it over to you. And sets it down on the bar. And he glances at Searsha again. And then does a double take. And looks at you. Is that the flint? Oh, you know her, huh? Ah, uh, know of her. <laughs> Who doesn't know of her that follows the fight? Know what I mean? Von nods and grins. Yeah, that's her. I gotta tell you, you're probably gonna need another bottle. Maybe three to impress a woman like that. Ah, we're old friends. Don't need to impress. Huh? He... Nods, looking looking you up and down a little bit. Get in the ring a couple of times with her. Fun shakes his head back and forth at that. Maybe not in so many words. Well, well I wish you luck then. That's uh, it's a dangerous road you're walking. Ah, she's all right. I don't know. I saw her three-shot amble at the breakfast. That wasn't a pretty fight. It's like she was squaring away at a dummy. Bon, bon just looks at him as if, well, yeah, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why, why are you telling me stuff? I, I, I mean, I didn't know that specific story, but 
I'd expect nothing less. He raises his hands. Sorry, it's not very often. My wife, she doesn't like that I follow the fights. Doesn't complain too much when I put money in the till, though. Yeah, well, you know. Somebody's always... As long as somebody's getting something out of something. Yeah. Just don't lose too many bets. Yes, those aren't pretty nights. <laughs> There's your place then. Ah, yeah, yeah. Ah, uh, sir. Me old grands. He passed it down to me. Skipped over my father. Bit of blood, bud. bad blood there, I think. But uh, trying to do right by him. It's a good place. Got a good name. Vaughn nods sincerely at that. He, he understands the value of family. <clears throat> Seems uh, pretty quiet here during the day. Oh, yeah. Probably won't start picking up till... Mm, hour 13, hour 14 before dusking. A lot of the mine crew comes through here. Transient. Some of the nicer folk. They don't like it much, but... One bit of coin sells uh, or spends as much as... As well as other bit of coin. Vaughn Von nods appreciatively at that. Ah, I got some friends in the, who work the mines. Oh, yeah? Yeah, uh, old Bill and Sally. Ah, seen Sally come by here a time or two. That is one scary woman, but then you know about all about that. <laughs> yeah, she's all right, too. <laughs> he grins at that. Same, same way as he was talking about Saoirse just a moment ago. <laughs> Well, I can see you can get some, get some, a lot of people coming through here. You, uh, tell me something. Yeah. Von, Von leans in almost, almost conspiratorially as, you know, as if this is, you know, serious business or at least as serious business as Von ever gets about anything. <laughs> yeah, you, uh, you have musicians come through here. Man leans back a little bit, thinks about it. Not very often, no. Some try, but it's a tough crowd. Von nods. Well, my guess is that uh, probably just haven't had the right uh, right bands come through. Eh, you may be right there. I think the most successful one that we had was a small mountain elf troop, probably three or four of them, but... Yeah, they only lasted for a couple of hours and then decided the take wasn't good enough. Von nods at that as well. You, uh, be interested in trying a different group? Depends. This your group you're talking about? Yeah. Well, we've got a personal rule. No funny business. So, start getting an angry crowd... We'll ask you all polite-like to leave. Otherwise, always happy to have a few local faces at the table. Von grins at him at that. Well, I mean, uh, I can tell you we won't start a fight. Aye. Like you not to finish it with my tables. What sort of music you playing? I um, gotta say, 
Not sure many of the clientele we see nearing daybreak is, or nearing dusking, is going to be looking for some drums. Vaughn actually pops a quizzical eyebrow at him at that. Why not? Oh, I'm not saying drums are bad. It's just, you know, drum calls. Sound a little like hammers sometimes, I suppose. I'm sure they they have their place in the plains and all. Don't see a lot of blood elves around dusking, though. Mon shrugs at that. Well, got a drummer. He's not a blood elf, though. Hi. All right, then. Well, we're happy to give you a shot. You, uh, I'll see if I can set up a place for you. Of course, I can't promise anything. Not going to be offering you free drinks or free food or anything like that. But uh, Wouldn't ask for it for the first night. Heh. <laughs> that confident, are you? Like it. All right, then. Hey, everybody's got to prove themselves. When are you thinking about setting up? Oh, uh, a couple nights from now. All right. We'll call it the week's end. Von nods. I'll have some space cleared for you. All right. Uh, there's a... Uh, he starts doing some mental math because he's never really considered it before. Me, Kayla, Susha, Adila... Baldus, there's five of us. We need space for five. Um, All right then. One of them's uh, one of them's got a bass, real big, but uh, drummer doesn't need much space. All right then. I'll I'll see about clearing some space. I might have to move one of the tables back a little bit, but I think we've got some space for you. My nods. Oh, and hey, he looks back at uh, or looks over at Sirsha. Has she come up yet since he since he got the bottle? Nope. Because he's been drinking this whole time. And <laughs> there would be a second glass, I would assume. So <laughs> he wiggles the gl- empty glass at her. <laughs> like, what are you still doing over there? <laughs> she heads over a little cautiously. <laughs> I mean, I could drink this whole thing myself, but I thought you might want some. <laughs> he pours her, pours her a glass. Ah, oh, thank you. <laughs> Takes it as she's drinking, because he knows she won't interrupt. Then <laughs> might be surprised by this. She's one of our singers, and he gets a big grin on his face. Sirsha almost chokes <laughs> on her drink. And the the barkeep says, "The Flint, a singer." She winces a little bit. I'll be damned. That ought to draw a crowd. I might spread the word around if you don't mind. Oh, please do. More the merrier. Searsha lowers the glass and turns her eyes on you. Or an eye on you. Very, very hard eye in your direction. Vaughn's all smiles. (laughs) Not even the the least bit worried. (laughs) I'll do that then. I'm honored. Give me a moment, if you will. I'll go tell the missus. I'll be back in a minute. Yeah, take your time. 
Listen, enjoy this bottle till you get back. He nods. Heads through a door behind the bar. Sears just sets her glass down rather hard on the bar. <sighs> Knew I shouldn't have let you do it. Hey, he's a fan. He doesn't look the right type to be a fan. It's too clean cut. Mom shrugs at that. He's won more than one bet on you. And he has bet on you. <laughs> I'm not that good a singer. What are you trying to do to my reputation? Make it a better one. You don't make a fighter's reputation better by telling people that she sings. Do you know how hard it is to get a reputation as a good fighter amongst a set of criminals used to only having men populate their rings? Vaughn shrugs. If any of them have, have a problem with it, you kick them in the teeth. <laughs> Oi. Your your view on things is, a, is refreshing most days, Vaughn, but sometimes it's you I want to kick in the teeth. <sighs> All right, let's try this then. Let's see where it goes. Good. Good. <laughs> takes the bottle and pours a much much fuller glass <laughs> before setting it down. After a few minutes, the, the barkeep, barkeep comes out and he says, Right, all set then. A couple of nights from now, you and your group set you up here in the bar. Play as you like. One nods. Uh, mind if we come by in, uh, uh, that day, take a look at the space, just so we know where we're at? Absolutely. Great. It's all settled in. He nods. Goes back to cleaning and polishing and all other stuff necessary to prepare for a, a, a night in a bar. Von slowly turns to look at Searsha with a wide Cheshire grin spreading across his face. Some days I hate you, Boyle. Some days. It's just once. Nope. Let's go tell everybody else. All right. Lead the way. <laughs> Downs the rest of her drink and sets the glass on the, on the bar. Bond finishes his, picks up the bottle, and heads on out. <laughs> See she follows. You're on the way back to the house. It's still a couple of hours, four, five hours before dusking, before the end of the day. Lots of Eldar roaming the streets. You're... Probably three to four blocks from your home when you hear someone say loudly, loud enough to cut through the ever-present din of the city streets. Fucking red-eyed assholes. Mon glances in the direction of the voice. There's a man there. Mountain elf. 
Looks a little rough around the edges. Doesn't have very fine clothes on, but he is clothed. Doesn't seem to take very good care of his facial hair. Not not as scruffy and overgrown as Vaughn's, perhaps, but <laughs> definitely a bit rough around the edges. He's got very hard blue eyes looking at you. His hair is, is darker red than some of the other mountain elves that you're you're used to spending time around. No, prob- probably closer to the, the maroon or, or dark burgundy. And he hawks and spits in the street. Vaughn checks to make sure, or at least to see if he's referring specifically to Vaughn, or if he's just muttering off into space. He's staring right at you. Saoirse's come up a little short, but she seems uh, uncertain of what to do. She glances around, see if there's anybody else who's noticed or is feeling similarly to the, the outspoken mountain elf, but nobody seems to be paying it much mind in the street so far. Vaughn sort of half shrugs and starts to move back down the street. Okay. As you do, you hear that that same voice again. Yeah, go for it, coward! Vaughn stops, turns back around. The man's actually taking another step closer to you. He's got a hand balled up into a fist, but he doesn't seem to be carrying any weapons. Something the matter, buddy? Yeah, I got a problem. A problem with you. A problem with all your fucking kind. Dogs. You're all fucking dogs. He spits again. Vaughn looks around. This has started to gather some of the some some attention from the street. His voice is loud enough, piercing enough that has caused some of the passersby to stop, sort of rubberneck a little bit to try and see what's going on. Nobody in an official capacity seems to be anywhere near, but there, there seems to be a little bit of unrest, tension in the crowd. Blood elf pissing your beer or something? course arrogant little shits you just stomp on anybody ruin anybody's life and just walk on whistling like it's no business of yours von uh von looks up at him i'm assuming he's much taller than von <laughs> definitely in his in his six footer he's, he's six, six feet so half at least half a foot yeah <laughs> You'd have to be laid pretty low for me to stomp on you, buddy. Ah, uh, you got a quick mouth, don't you? Don't you? Your brothers and sisters, he says those words almost as if they're curses. Laughing with that same snide smirk. They're killing mountain elves. Is that what you do, huh? Laugh about it? My eyes him up and down. I mean... Look, I don't know you. I never killed no mountain elf who didn't draw down on me first. Yeah, justify it any way you like. You and your whole kind. Stain on the face of Steril. Look, man, 
Sounds like you're having a bad day. Here. I mean, I'm not going to apologize for whatever Blood Elves did to you, because I don't know what they did to you, but uh, we're not all bad. Here. Holds out the bottle to him. Roll a charisma, Cheng. Have a drink on me. Maybe it'll make up for it. Just straight charisma? Yep, just straight charisma. 44. He seems a little deflated. He doesn't take the bottle. Doesn't step any closer. In fact, takes a step back. Uh, anger is still there, but it's a low smoldering coal underneath something else. Mm, grief, maybe a loss. Hard to say. He says, I don't... I don't need... Your generosity. I need your pity. Just. No. You've got no. No business looking so important in my city. Turns away. Still, still obviously disgruntled, but with some of the wind taken out of his sails by your, by your geniality. Fun. Takes a pull from the bottle as he's walking away. He glances over at Sirsha and looks down at himself. Do, do I look fancy? <laughs> Sirsha shakes her head, glances after the man, and says, Let's keep walking, eh? Von shrugs. Okay. Sirsha follows along with him. It was a little, um, it's a bit intense. It's a bit worried. Oh, yeah? Why? Why couldn't you tell? There was blood in the air. He was ready to fight you, and I know just how that would have gone. Eh. If he really wanted to hurt me, he would have thrown a punch. Don't think you understand just how close to that he was. Hmm. Yeah. It's over now. Nothing to worry about. On shrugs. <laughs> As if he's already almost half forgotten it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he does get a, a couple of odd looks from uh, from passersby who are close enough to hear some of the verbal altercation. But you make your way back to the house. No, no one else accosts you on the way. You get to the house. Head upstairs. Kalen says, what have we got? We got a place. Oh, yeah? When? End of the week. All right. It was, All nice, right. It was a nice place, right? And he looks at Searsha as if kind of looking for confirmation. Searsha nods. It was a nice place. <laughs> Kalen looks at her quizzically, but shrugs it off. All right. A nice place. End of the week. We'll be ready for that, right? Yeah, yeah. Practice from now till then. Uh, Asked to take a look at the space uh, that day. Oh, a good idea. Good idea. We can get an idea for the acoustics and kind of the, the general idea of maybe what what music we should play, what songs we could sh we should play. Uh, yeah, 
Yeah, sure. <laughs> Von, Von reacting as if he was just going, you know, I was just really more interested in where we'd be standing in the room. <laughs> Completely unperturbed is Von. All right. The next couple of nights pass. This the group of you play together, learn together, sort of get better at this whole group play. And it's the day that is the end of the week, which <laughs> doesn't currently have a day name, is <laughs> the 10th day. It is the 10th, 10th day. day. <laughs> um, and end of the work week is, uh, as far as you know from your conversations with old Bill and Sally and Kelly, it's... I mean, they, they they tend to have a, a seven seven day work week, and a couple of days off at the end of each week, Mo- moving on into the next work week. Something about legal requirements for days off and a work week and stuff like that, nonsense. <laughs> um. But uh, but yeah, so you know it's the end of the week. It's the tenth day. It's the day that you will be performing at the inn, and uh, you don't even remember what its name was. You remember how to get there. <laughs> <laughs> That's all that matters. Who cares what the place is called? <laughs> but uh, Valdis is looking exceptionally nervous. Adela is comfortable, but she's not casual. Comfortable, but not casual. Whereas Kaylin. Standing ready, ready to head out, ready to go see the venue, ready to ready to perform with his guitar case just sort of slung across his back. Adila's holding the case for her bass in both hands in front of her, like, like uh, to to use a modern reference, like like someone with uh, hands at ten and two on the wheel, very cautious. Or perhaps concentrating very seriously on on what is to come. And not fiddling or fidgety at all, just not relaxed either. Whereas Valdis is straight up fidgeting. (laughs) Walking back and forth, tail twitching. And Saoirse has yet to arrive. Your sister ever going to show up? Probably not, Kalen says. We can hope that she'll meet us at the bar. All right, just let's just go. <laughs> but it's weird because Vaughn doesn't seem to really give two shits about normally whether or not people are you know where they're supposed to be or where they said they were going to be under normal circumstances. But for whatever reason, he seems to take an affront to band-related stuff being missed. (laughs) (laughs) You should be here for the music, if nothing else. Well, your group heads out. Unlikely group as it is. A mountain elf, a sun elf, a blood elf, and a cavern demon. On their way through the streets of Cordenor. A couple of different instruments in evidence. But you make your way through the streets. You make your way to the inn. You remember where it's at. 
apparently called something about a rose and a diamond, or maybe it's coal or something. It's hard to say. Anyway, it's got a name. <laughs> but a, you, there's a flower and a rock in it. <laughs> yeah. But you head inside. And it's a little bit busier than that afternoon you and, and Sear Show went by the first time. But still not hopping. You're, you've arrived a, a couple of hours before you expect to actually start and see the space. And it, is, it has been cleared out. Um, the stone has been swept. There's been, been fresh straw laid down. There's a nice big area, big enough that all five of you could set up and still have some space for your elbows without running into anybody. It's over, unsurprisingly, near the hearth, which has the largest amount of open space in the common room. But unlike your your previous, your one previous venue, there isn't a pallet or anything raised podium for you to stand on or anything like that. It's just floor level. But when you arrive, the barkeep says, Hey! There you are. Early, like you said you'd be. Yeah, hey. Uh, this is the place? Hi. Posters at the space in front of the hearth. Right there. Just as I promised. Cleared for you. This, this is going to work for you guys. <laughs> Adela nods. Valdis half paying attention nods. He's obviously focused somewhere else. And Kaylin says, it's a good enough place. I'm concerned about the acoustics in here, but I think it'll be all right. Might we, uh, might we fiddle a little bit? Get warmed up? Oh no, please. Hey, um, gestures for you to come closer. Fun. Ambles over. I told a few people that Flint might be singing here tonight, but I, I don't see her. Is she, she going to be here? Vaughn, Vaughn actually looks like he's almost pouting. Yeah, she better be. <laughs> All right, then. Nods. I'll trust you. Vaughn nods, gets back to the group. What was that about, Kalen asks? Um, he, he knows your sister. Oh, probably sad to see that she's not here. Yeah. I'm wondering if maybe I should go check on her. Fun shrugs. You want to poke your head out? Maybe after we practice a bit. Let's let's see how this, this space sounds. Yeah, yeah. Then we can all head over and pick her up by her arms and legs and drag her over here if we have to. Adela nods as if this is very reasonable, but Kaylin seems to realize that you actually mean that. <laughs> and he shakes his head. We're not going to force her to sing, Vaughn, if she doesn't want to. No. We're just going to ask her very nicely. He <laughs> grins. <laughs> oh. Hey, she knew what she was getting into. She could have said no a couple days ago. We could have practiced without her. It wouldn't have been no big deal. It wouldn't have been no big deal. All right. All right. You've got a point. You've got a point. 
She said she was going to be here, so she needs to be here. He pulls out his guitar, starts strumming it. Adila carefully removes the bass from the case, sets it up, and starts plucking, tuning as she goes. Von, uh, Von looks at the hearth and looks at Valdis. Then looks at Valdis's backside. Hey, uh, you, you got enough room for that tail back there? He glances at you, looks down. Oh, yeah, I'm not going to stick it in the fire. <laughs> hey, just just checking. Uh, yeah, I'll be fine. I, I've worked in less space, honestly. I'm more worried about your guys' ears than anything. Ah, I'll be fine. Mom pulls out his harmonica. After a little bit of twiddling, you, uh, you get a, a comfortable feel for the space. Sound of the room. Yeah. Where where you need to point your your harmonica in order to get the best sound. And you actually notice one or two uh one or two people leaving in the middle of your middle of your twiddling. Either casting puzzled looks in your direction or thoughtful looks, but obviously in some way related to your to your performance. Bon doesn't think much of it. They're not they're not playing for serious right now, so <laughs> God, why do you interrupt my tea with that nonsense? <laughs> All right. After a time, Sirsha shows up without having to go holler from her home. She's looking a little grumpy. Not seemingly grumpy yet. Vaughn, or Kalen, or even at the bar, but just grumpy in general. Like, despite the fact that she said she was all for this, she might be having some misgivings now. Hey, there you are. Hey. Ah, said I'd be here. Vaughn sort of, Vaughn takes a moment to, to glance her, glance at her up and down. Are you ready for this? I am ready. It's not like that. It's that big of a deal. Just a little, singing here and there. Von shrugs. No, oh, hey, you need a little liquid courage. Uh, I can always start a tub at the at the bar. A what? Tub. You know where you 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 tell them you you like these drinks, and then you you pay for them afterwards. Are you talking about a tab, Von? Oh. Oh, is that the word? <laughs> she she actually smiles slightly at that. Ah. Uh, where would you be without me, you big oaf? Von Von still looks like he's he's pondering the whole the whole tub tab thing. As if he's wondering, oh, maybe that's why people kept giving me weird looks. <laughs> <laughs> After a time the 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 time comes to actually start playing. And you've been kind of wrapped up in talking with the band, everybody getting set up, some different concerns, some thoughts that they had about 
music to play and so on and so forth. You hadn't really been focusing on the world outside of your little group there. So it's kind of surprising to you then when you when you surface from that world to find that there's a lot of people in the common room of the inn. Enough so that there are some people standing here at the bar or near the entrance or anywhere, really. A couple of them buying the supporting posts in the common room, not actually sitting at any tables. Vaughn, breaking out of his, 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 his reverie, I suppose, of, the, of, the, of them preparing, blinks a few times and looks around the room. Holy shit, when do these people get here? They have been filtering in little by little, Adila says. But many of them do not seem to have drinks. Lon glances around. Sure enough, true to Adila's word, there are a number, a, a, a sizable percentage of the, the patronage in the common room currently. They do not seem to be eating anything or drinking anything. Seem to either be chatting with their neighbors or looking in the direction of the band. Vaughn squints a little bit. Just just one eye. Looks around the, the crowd. Barkeep's not going to be real happy unless they start drinking something. Galen laughs a, a little breathlessly to show his nervousness. Yeah, yeah, that, that's 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 problematic. Let's focus on that. <laughs> Something matter, Von? You, this is a full common room, and a, a sizable percentage of them aren't drinking, which means they're not here for the liquor. So, let's follow the train of logic here. What are they here for? Von shrugs. Listen to us, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Right there. You hit it. You don't seem concerned about it. I don't know why I'm even trying to bring this up. <laughs> his, his mutters die down as he, as he turns back to his guitar. And, and Saoirse says, What he's trying to say is, He's nervous having all these eyes on him, especially since it's obvious that they're here for listening. Puts a little bit of pressure on him. On nods. Eh. Just means we don't want to fuck up the first song. <laughs> Kalen, Kalen laughs a little... A little... I I don't want to say ironically, but it, it there's definitely this this tone to his laughter. Like I should have known. I just should have known. I should have known. <laughs> Meanwhile, Sirius says, "Yeah, if it's any consolation to you, I'm ready to run out of this room right now. But I'm still here. Better not. <laughs> yeah, no, you'd probably chase me down." That wouldn't look very pretty in front of all these audience. Actually, he looks over the room again. It'd be pretty easy. I don't think you'd get very far. Yeah, where's... Where, 
how how do we get out of here if if things are a problem? Valdez says. <laughs> <laughs> All right, look. If for whatever reason things go really bad and they hate us and they start, I don't know, storming up here trying to get trying to get us, not a problem. See the hearth? He points at it. Both Adila and, and Valdus nod. All right. The two of you, he seems to be pleased that both the both of them specifically are, are, are listening to him as he's saying this. Both of you blow us a hole in that wall and we run. <laughs> <laughs> they were with him for a moment, but then Valdus seems to cock a questioning eyebrow like are you serious are you serious with me right now <laughs> Adila on the other hand thinks for a moment she says that would be the quickest way out of here <laughs> right <laughs> Sirsa shakes her head alright boyos and girly There's no time for escape no time for talking about it either it's time for making music making sure all these Fine folk didn't come here for nothing. Yeah. All right. One starts shaking his hands out. Caitlin takes a deep breath. Nervously retunes his guitar for the 15th time. Adila just sort of reaches a, a zen state of calm, resting the, the bass against one shoulder. Fingers just sort of placed against the wood of the body of the instrument. And Valdis sort of tries to work out his nervousness with a quick flapping of his hands and a bunch of high steps with his feet, twitches with his tail, and just sort of sort of like a a boxer might get ready for a match, shaking himself all out. Von Von nods at them as they all as they all get ready and he steps forward, looks at the group, look the whole the whole the room. Hey, you people! <laughs> uh, the murmur starts to quiet as as conversations end and people turn in your direction. You've got a lot of eyes on you right now. Looks, looks around the room, me- meeting as many eyes as he can, you know confident not not backing down you know holding holding each gaze for for a split second before moving on to the next he nods appreciatively is like yeah of course you're here to listen to us <laughs> <laughs> thanks for coming out we're gonna play some music for you we're Stereal's most dangerous band and they begin
blasts through the audience like a tidal wave. And like, like a storm, they can't seem to escape from, from that point on, unable to really look away from the stage or, or focus on anything but what's being presented to them. The music is loud enough, resonant enough, complex enough, that is rattling the windows and making the tables tremble. Sound is unique. It's powerful. Vaughn feels like this is really his first real performance with a band. It's as if the the other performances, uh, including the Initial performance with um, with Kaylin and Searsha in that in that dive bar just cease to be in that moment. Those don't feel like this does. At the time, with nothing to compare them to, they were they were pretty good. I mean, they were they were the best really that Vaughn had experienced of performance work when it came to music. But now. Now, when compared to this, there really isn't any comparison. The cobbled together jam sessions in the attic didn't feel like this. Even at their height, even at their best, even after really the the band was was fully put together, after the addition of, of Adila and Valdis made the the music somewhat comparable to, to what they were making here in the bar. Even though the band hasn't performed since they joined up, Vaughn knows. It's not a, it's not a guess. Vaughn knows it would not have been like this. It couldn't have been like this. The main thing, though, that, that Vaughn can take is that, uh, is that before now the band wasn't ready. They hadn't practiced enough. They hadn't learned enough songs. They hadn't played together well enough. Often enough. Now, though, now they are ready. Ready to play. Ready to to make music in front of dozens of elves. Standing, sitting down, hoping to be wowed. The biggest, most complex audience, really, that Vaughn has had to perform for, especially since the since the Jintha Valnachina match, and outside the stadium, when he and and Sirsha put on that that performance for those leaving the stadium. Different than that, though, all of these audience members are here specifically to hear. Vaughn and his band play. They're all paying rapt attention to the band, the music they're putting together. The songs in the set start to blur together in Vaughn's mind. One after another, 
they keep them coming. Band has to take brief breaks. No one seems happy about doing it. No one seems happy about having to do it, but they gotta. They're only elves. Several songs pass. The audience rotates. Fresh faces come in. Old faces reluctantly depart to other business in the city. An untold number of Cordonor's citizens rotate through and are touched by this first official performance of Steril's most dangerous band. Vaughn might find out later. Word had gotten around the districts of Cordonor that the musicians that once played down a dragon were going to play at this bar tonight. Might find out later that those friends the barkeep had told about the flint singing in his establishment told their own friends who told their own friends. As far as Vaughn's concerned, however, it doesn't matter what got them here. He doesn't care what got them here because that's not going to keep them. It's going to keep the audience once they've arrived. Is the magic. Magic that he and the band are making there in the common room. The music poured out from fingers on strings, throats, that battered old harmonica, the very spirit of the band. Eventually, the performance comes to a natural conclusion. Only when the band is feeling tired, sore, but exultant. Each of them, in their own way, knows what they did that night was magic. It was something none of them, Vaughn included, would forget. Hours after nightfall, the audience kicks up their own volume talking, commenting, meandering out of the bar. Valdis sits down, rubbing a cloth across his forehead, just beaded in sweat from all of the intricate drum work that he pulled out of the ether. Kalen is surreptitiously wrapping fingertips worn raw from plucking at strings. Adela's massaging scarred wrists, and Tirsha's drinking like she doesn't plan on getting up anytime tomorrow. A man comes up, a mountain elf, looking fairly nice. He's got a vest on over a, a blousy white top, a pair of pressed pants, shiny shoes. He has a notepad in his hand and a writing utensil in the other. Looks like a charcoal-tipped pencil. And he says, Sir, can I have a moment of your time? Yeah. Yeah, what you need? Can I get your name, sir? I'm Vaughn. Vaughn. Jots down a note on this piece of paper. There's a notepad. It says, My name's Sean. Sean's insanity. I was, uh, I am. 
a reporter for the Cornwall Herald. And I uh, wanted to ask you a few questions about your performance tonight. Yeah. Vaughn sort of looks a bit un- unsure uh, at the at the rest of the group. Uh, like what? Well, sir, it's uh, it's been rumored around Cornwall that you and your bandmates they they played for a dragon a couple of weeks back. Is that the truth? Yeah. Marks down a couple of notes. And uh, have you have you any plans to to play in at other venues here in Cornwall? Vaughn sort of Vaughn mulls that over for a little bit, and, and then, well, we'll probably play here a couple a uh, couple more times, then we'll might uh, might move around a bit. Jots down a couple of more notes. Says, "Sir, you had quite the audience tonight, and I'm sure everyone can agree here that it's quite the performance you put on, likes of which few of us in Cordonor have." Had the pleasure of having. Yeah, we kicked ass. It's glad to hear your confidence, sir. Always fine to see someone without false modesty or anything like that. But I wanted to ask you, sir. And he looks serious and he, and he gets a little closer and he says, Hadn't heard it bounded about, but... Thought I might go straight to the horse's mouth, so to speak. Narrows his eyes a little bit as if he's going to ask a very important question. He says, What's the name of your band, sir? Von squints at him for a second. Didn't I say at the beginning of the performance? Flips through his notes for a second. He says, Must not have caught it, sir. We're Sturil's most dangerous band. Jots down a few notes. And then he grins and he says, I reckon you are, sir. Reckon you are. Thank you for your time. Fun. Nods. Still looking a little a little confused about all of that. The man heads off. I don't think he was here for the whole show. <laughs> Galen shakes his head. Newsies rarely are. What was that all about? Oh, it's probably for the paper. It'll be a splash on us, probably in one of the later pages of the paper tomorrow. Is that good? It's recognition. Good. You put us on the front of the paper. <laughs> uh, don't get ahead of yourself, Vaughn. <laughs> it was a good good performance, though, wasn't it? Vaughn nods and grins. Oh yeah, it was. Yeah. Bar continues to disperse. And the barkeep makes his way up to you. He says, I was a bit skeptical, got to admit. Skeptical of you. When you came by my bar and asked if you could play. Skeptical you could keep the interest of an audience. Skeptical of the turn you could make. But you've done great by my bar, I think. I don't see this much business. Not except in it's Asmus's day. We're happy to have you. Anytime you like. Think we might be good for a couple more? 
He looks around at the rest of the group. Adela nods, sort of working her fingers out. Caitlin says, I'm all wrapped up. Sirsha says, you going to need me? Yeah. Oh, boy. All right. She glances at the barkeep. I'll need a double. <laughs> and Valda says, what are you thinking? What are you thinking? I don't know. A couple of nights from now? Let word travel around? I think that's a good plan. Kaylin agrees. Definitely need to look into something other than my fingers to pluck at this with. I think given a, a couple of nights, I will be quite ready to play again. Adela agrees. Mon nods at that, looks back at the barkeep. How's that sound to you? Sounds great to me. But uh, as for tonight, he holds out a hand to you. Vaughn reaches a hand out in return. He drops a, a single coin into your hand. It's a gold coin. He says, Not shy in saying, most of what I pulled in tonight was on account of you and your band. Wouldn't feel right if I didn't give you a part of it. Small part, but I think you're worthy of it. Thanks. Glances over at Kalen and flips him the flips him the, the coin. He catches it, looks at it in some some surprise, and then tucks it into his guitar case, which he'd also set out at the the start of the performance. He did not put his guitar in the case. And it's rattling quite a bit. <laughs> well, all right, then. Let's go celebrate, Sirsa says. Sounds like a plan to me. Band packs up, heads out of the bar. Stereal's most dangerous band. And, uh, We'll call the session there. All right. Von got experience for the session this evening. Yes, indeed. A big one. Tonight, tonight was a big one. Yeah, it was a, this, the wrap-up of uh, of his arc, uh, the the culmination of everything that he's been working for towards since uh, since reaching Cordenor. Yeah. Um, as focused as Von ever gets, of course. <laughs> right. Well, I, I mean, honestly, he has been rather focused since um, since that uh, that one that one presentation. Of of Sirsha's singing talent outside of the Jinta Valnachina arena. Yes. Yeah. Um, well. The, yeah. There was that performance. That was pretty early on. Thinking about it. You yes. Know? So you're right. He has kind of been sort of in, in the alternatingly in the background and foreground, kind of kind of working up to this moment in a lot of ways. So, no. Well, and and there were a lot of ancillary things that got in the way. Um. You know. His singer being kidnapped, <laughs> uh, ne needing to to meet and uh, and and discover and deal with the the baggage of potential new uh, members in his little band, but um, but for the most part, he's been working 
consistently towards this end goal. Um, though it in in Vaughn's mind, this is not just this is not the end. This is a beginning, though. For our purposes and and for for story purposes, this is this is the wrap up. This is the culmination. This is the moment where Vaughn has achieved stage one of his goal. His his band is together, and they are making music, and it is good. Indeed, indeed. Um, uh, other other than that, uh, other than that big moment, the, the that culmination. Um, we had a bunch of other things that we needed to wrap up during the session. Um, little, little threads left dangling that, uh, that we wanted to wrap up at the end of this storyline arc. Right. A couple little uh, things for the future. Right. Um, so, so some potential hints at that future. Um, and, and a couple of other, other things in the session that, that popped up and then didn't really go anywhere because, Vaughn's too laid back to let it get to him. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we're we're gonna we're gonna give uh, uh, three bits of experience for Vaughn this evening okay. um, as the wrap up of the arc. Um, I'm not going to go into some of the the major wrap up elements for the arc in our experience session this evening. Sure, um, we may record a, a little bit of bonus material before the start of the next session. Um, to to go over that, to go over arc wrap up, any abilities gained, any change in alignment, that sort of stuff, as we did before at oh. the end of end of his intro arc. Sure, sounds good. Um, but uh, but let's just let's give experience for the session this evening. Okay. Uh, the first bit of experience that Vaughn is going to get for the session is some of that wrap up and some of that um that foreshadowing. Uh, we're calling it uh, plans and things. <laughs> Um, and this is specifically conversations with Valdis and Adila and Kaylin. Now, everything in the introduction to the session where uh, we were getting uh, Valdis into the band, as it were, and uh, and making some noises about the future, about leaving leaving Cordonor behind, and possibly possibly seeing a future outside of its boundaries. Um, so for plans and things, I'm going to grant Vaughn 4,000 experience points. Okay. The next bit of experience that Vaughn is going to get is, uh, was, uh, a, a curveball I threw at him. Something that he hasn't really had to deal with here in Cordenor, mostly thanks to the rather easygoing natures of mountain elves in general. Um, but there was a point in the session where Vaughn really dealt with, uh, racial hatred for the first time. Um, and it threw him into conflict and Vaughn let it roll off him like water off a duck <laughs> and, and shut it down really before it, it, it could get rolling. But uh, to to underscore the seriousness of of that encounter, that brief encounter in the streets, that was something that could have gone to battle, like we could have gone to to fighting in the streets because of that. Uh, the mountain elf involved um, felt like he had a very justifiable reason for his hatred for blood elves, and and was willing to 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 fight for that. 
I was willing to to throw down for that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and you know honestly, if it, you know if if uh, if Vaughn hadn't been able to you know to to talk him down, I mean you know the it, it's quite likely that uh, Mister Mountain Elf would have you know would have gotten what he was looking for. You know, because, you know, Vaughn's not going to not defend himself, of course. Right. But at the same time, you know, Vaughn's not going to, you know, you know, Vaughn's more more ready to assume the dude was just having a bad day and let it go at that. You know, he's not going to he's not going to rise to something along those lines unless he's actually being what he feels to be truly threatened. Words are words. Words, words are, words don't mean anything to Vaughn. You know, not, not much, you know, at least not, not that, you know, not, not, not that kind of talk at least, you know, you can, you can bad mouth, bad, bad mouth him all you want. And he, he knows how he feels about himself. So, well, what does he care? Uh, well, and, he, and he's got the right personality for it. Had he been a traditional Rorschach blood elf, some of the insults that were hurled at him might have, Oh, that first word would have had you know would have yeah. had most you know most, most Rorschach, not not just Rorschach, but most blood elves you know going straight for that guy's throat, <laughs> stirring the beast of the rage as it were. But Von Von is a lot more uh, to to at the risk of overplaying the words, uh, far too easy going for that. He's uh, he just he took it. He was like, all right, this guy's obviously upset. I don't know if it's valid or not, but I don't have any beef with you. <laughs> as long as you're not like trying to stab me or punch me or anything like that, then, you know, yeah, let's just, uh, you know, let's just get, let's, let's get around this and, you know, just get it dealt with and send you off on your merry little way. And, <laughs> and, and through that attitude and, and through his choices managed to diffuse a situation that could have gotten violent. Um, for that, for red-eyed dogs, we're going to go with 4,000 experience. Okay. The final bit of experience that Vaughn is getting for the session is the, the complete culmination of his, um, his initial goal. Uh, the, the goal that he didn't even set for himself, but, uh, was sort of set by his his actions and his perspective, and that was not only getting his band together, not only getting together a like-minded group of individuals who wanted to make music of the right kinds of, of instrument players and whatnot that could satisfactorily play that music, but also having a performance, a good performance, the, the sort that's going to put the name of his band out there in the streets of Cordenor and and possibly circulating even past that through travelers, especially wood elves who like to talk. <laughs> um, so for Steril's most dangerous band, <laughs> Vaughn's going to get a total of 10,000 experience points. So a total of 18,000. Indeed. Uh, which with what he had previously still hanging out which was 5000 experience points uh puts him at a total of 23000 experience points and he only needed 20 to reach level, level 20, 20. Yeah. so uh so yeah so that gives him uh, level 20 with uh with 3000 experience points left over indeed indeed oh, a nice round number to end the arc on level, <laughs> yeah, level, level 20, 20. <laughs> he pushed through and pushed through and, and there he is level 20 Vaughn. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, 
I think that'll do her. Indeed. And um, like I said, we'll, we'll have a, uh, a small uh, intermediary uh, discussion about the end of the arc and what that means for Vaughn, what that means for you know, any abilities that he might have gained during that time, anything that he might have that might have changed for his alignment or anything that else that happens at the, at the end of an arc. And uh, oh, we'll be breaking our point five pattern. It won't be every five sessions this time. <gasps> no, don't no. break the pattern. <laughs> ah. It's going to uh, it's going to, to to play with your love of uh, symmetry. Oh, it will. Oh, it will. <laughs> but uh, but until then, thank you for the session. Thank you for running it. And uh, and thank you all for listening. Indeed. Um, as as we've mentioned before, you can find us at uh, uh, just by doing a Google search for Stereal. Um, or at uh, at our website, sterile.wixsite.com slash sterile, or uh, email us at sterile at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook uh, uh, as uh, Bailverker, I believe is the actual page name, but yep. if you do a search for sterile, you'll, you'll still find it as well. And, uh, and yeah, and hey, you know, check out some of these places. Um, I'm sure that, uh, you know, I know that over, you know, over some of this time, you've been seeing some artwork, not just out of James, but we've also been uh, receiving some, some uh, other art from, from, from uh, uh, at least one fan that we've, uh, we, that we, that we know and love. You know, so, I, you know, I want to definitely give, uh, give uh, uh, Shaolin Stafford a, a shout out there. Uh, Ginjuru, go look her up. She's she's awesome. Again, I'm sure a lot of you have been seeing what she's been uh, working on and stuff. And I, I've been really excited about what, what she's been doing. So I want to at least give her some props on an actual, like an, on an actual recording. Like, I think she deserves it. So yeah, they're fantastic pictures. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, but yeah, and so that should uh, I think I think that'll do it for us uh, this this time around. Indeed, and, uh, and we'll catch you next time. We'll see you next time.